to Jesus, I surrender all to Him. I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him. Daily live, I surrender all. I surrender Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. So, um, today, I think today's title, I'm going to call it Be Vigilant. And um, the reason for this is because, you know, the Bible says, Woe to him. To them that are at ease in Zion, and um, the reason why he says that is because, you know, Zion has a lot of enemies. You know, as we we can see from even what is going on right now. So, if you know that you are in the city of the Lord, and the city of the Lord on earth is encamped, you have enemies all around you. You cannot be at ease. Of that city. What am I trying to say? We are in the world, but we are not of the world. If you are a Christian, you are born again, you have given your life to Christ, you are in the world, but you are not of the world. Your light is shining in a place that the devil intends for it to remain dark. What it means is that, I mean, God always gives me this vision of how the earth, where the places where the children of God are in. So the entire earth is dark. It's almost like, you know, ever since the fall of Adam, it's almost like how it was. Um, before the creation of man when God said the whole earth was without form and void well it's not exactly without form and void because God has created and put things in there but there is darkness upon the face of the earth but then because Christ has come there are pockets of light in the areas where the children of God are because Jesus tells us that let your light so shine forth so that shows us that even though Christ came to the earth and he brought you know the word of God I mean, um, you know, the New Testament and get letters to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. If we don't shine that light out, the darkness will prevail in the places where the light of God is absent. As we know, darkness is just the absence of light. So everywhere where light is, the light of God is not shining, darkness will rule and reign there. So the devil's agenda is to ensure that that darkness continues to rule and reign everywhere the bible says he has come to steal to kill and to destroy but jesus said he has come that we may have life and have it in abundance but it is the rule of the church to keep the darkness out whereas funny enough we as christians think 
it is the rule of God to keep the darkness out. But God is saying, I have all power has been given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore. That's why Jesus tells us to go into all the world and preach the gospel because he that is the only way we can push the light um, um, drive the darkness out by bringing the light into the hearts of men and women all around us. That's the only way. Because the darkness on the earth is sustained by the darkness in the hearts of men. Just like it was, it, it came into being by the darkness in, in the hearts of Adam and Eve. Satan on his own could not corrupt the earth. He needed man to partner with him to corrupt the earth. And that is still the same till today because God gave the earth to the children of men, he did not give it to the devil. He didn't give it to those to those angels that are in the heavenlies, you know, looking over the earth and seeing who they are going to corrupt. The earth does not belong to them. That has not changed. Which is why you cannot see them walking around the streets of the earth. They still have to struggle and strive and contend to take control of the thoughts of man and, you know, our way of thinking and everything and corrupt our mindset. And that's why everything is so corrupt here. Do you understand? Because the whole idea is to drive that darkness. It's like from the minute we are born, the indoctrination of darkness starts 24-7. You know, because the systems have been put in place. The way of thinking. So as you come in, there's already a corrupt way of thinking. They will make sure you are in places where you hear sort of all sort of wonderful, th- horrible things. You open the internet, you will see pop-ups showing you pornography and other things. You know, governments will be corrupt. They will say corrupt things. You will have teachers who will be in school saying horrible things. Even if you were raised properly at home, you will see people go to school. There will be bullies. There will be cheats. There will be people manipulating. You know, teaching you that it is better to 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 do things the wrong way. All of that. Is 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 a conscious state of indoctrination. In fact, in some people, is in their homes that the negativity starts: oppression, trauma, theft. You know, all kinds of things. Rape. It is all to make that person become an instrument of darkness, either an instrument of darkness or an instrument of oppression, or a victim of oppression. Either way is to ensure that the destruction of darkness takes hold upon that person's life, either as somebody who inflicts pain on other or somebody who has who pain is gone is inflicted upon either way the whole plan is to make sure that you and i are never able to live a life of dominion so anybody that comes into your life and is telling you things that is all it is doing to you is attempting to crush or subdue your spirit you do not need anybody to tell you that at that point in that that person is speaking a satanic agenda whether they realize it or not because the devil comes only to do three things to steal to kill and to destroy and it's important that we all know this and this is god speaking to me and i thank you holy spirit for what you have just said because i know you are speaking to me because sometimes some of these words of destruction come from people that we love people that we are close to so we need to be sober and vigilant because the devil will use any tool that he can use to get at you. Particularly if you're a child of God and you are walking in, you know, in the path of God and you are somebody who is shining the light. The plan of the enemy is to put out the light. That's it. It's like somebody lighting a lantern. You can imagine, let's imagine you are in a dark field now, a very vast dark field. That field is very important because that field houses all the plants and the fruits that the people in the towns and the villages surrounding feed on. And your job as a lamp keeper is to keep the lanterns on 
so that when the villagers come out they can find food to eat and if the, the lanterns are not on you know people will stumble they will fall they may destroy the crops they, they may not know where to step on in, you know and have a safe harvest because for some reason that field is dark but you are lamp keepers or light keepers who are told to keep the lights on of course if there is a thief that wants to come and steal the, the land he's not going the first thing he's going to do is come for you the light keeper he will come for you and come for the light so because you know that there are some thieves around in the neighborhood watching from the dark bushes to see how they can put off that light so that the field can be um, left in darkness and they can come and rape out all the harvest that has been sown for the sake of the, the people of the kingdom you, you cannot afford to sleep you'll be vigilant watching your back so anybody that comes to you whether as a friend and is beginning to do things to you tell you to either leave your post of keeping the lamp or making you do things to feel frustrated or weary about your lamp light keeping rule you don't need anybody to tell you that person at that point in time is walking according to the agenda of the enemy and you need to resist it resist it in the spirit resist it in the soul resist it in your flesh resist it in your mind do not allow the den- enemy to plant his seeds of destruction in the gardens of your heart. And I'm speaking, the Holy Spirit is speaking to me at this point in time. And I know that for him to be telling me to record this now, he wants me to listen to this afterwards. But he also knows that there is somebody out there that needs to hear this as well. And I pray that this word will birth fire and life and destroy every yoke of darkness in the heart of anyone that the devil is trying to confuse, to deceive, to torture, to oppress to manipulate and to subdue in the name of Jesus and the light of God will shine in that heart destroy everything every yoke of darkness every instrument of oppression and bring to birth the glorious liberty of God in Christ Jesus in the heart and in the life of all that are hearing right now for in Jesus name we have prayed amen so I'm going to read um, the scripture that talks about this this is first um, okay, so there are two actually. There is, um, I'll start from Ephesians 4.27 where um, Paul was saying to the church in Ephesus, he says, Be, even if you're angry, do not sin. Don't let the sun set upon your anger. And he says, do not give the devil a foothold in your life. So what he was saying, and other translations say, um, neither give opportunity to the devil. King James says, don't give place to the devil. Um, some other transitions says don't give the devil a foothold foothold you know like in wrestling if you are when two people are wrestling together if one contestant gives the other one a foothold that guy will hold him by the foot and pull him down hit and knock him to the floor the next thing is a knockout the game is over he said don't give the devil a foothold don't give him any place he's looking for where to sit in you and I's life, we are not supposed to allow him any place. But what this shows is that I have the authority, I have the power. The devil can only sit in the places where I allow him, either consciously or unconsciously. So I need to consciously be alert that there is an enemy that is going around. So I will now go to the scripture that talks specifically to this. This is First Peter 5.8. And like I said, the devil will not use strange people. 
Do you understand? Yes, in some cases he can, but many cases he doesn't have the opportunity to because if your life, you know, if your life is well protected and you know, he 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 he, he may not be able to get the kind of strange people to you as he would want to. So if he can get strange people to come and inflict damage, he will use them. Yes. Which is why people are victims of crime and those sort of things. So if you can bring strange people to come and wreak havoc. But depending on the kind of situation, you know, his target is in or whoever it is that he has sent some of his cohorts against. Him it may be much better for him, particularly if he wants to, if it's an oppression of the soul that he wants to, you know, he wants to do, it is easier for him. Or let me put it this way: if there is a willing party closer to you, he doesn't need to go and look for the random ones he will use that person and i will say this this is why particularly women if you are single you need to be very careful about the people that you bring close to your life because if you're a woman and you have you know there's a call of god upon your life and there's a powerful anointing the devil will do his best to make sure that he arranges arrows human arrows in your life if he can bring in bring them in as spouses oh wow that's even better because you will then have a lifelong messenger of Satan, Satan that is sent to buffet you. Not only buffets, but to bring you back. And it will be very difficult for you to cut that messenger of Satan off. But the Lord will give you wisdom in Jesus' name. So 1 Peter 5 verse 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, yes, he is our adversary. He's the adversary of all mankind. But unfortunately, some people don't know that this devil is the kind of person that is like that insect. There's one insect that I know that, or I think one creature, I think it's an insect that, you know, whether it's the black widow or I think it's the black widow, you know, she will have sex with her partner, you know, she does mating, whatever. After mating, she bites off the head of the partner and kills the guy. So the guy, you know, goes through the whole experience, so happy that this widow has given him this honor of, you know, being the mating call, not knowing that it's going to end in his death. That's exactly how serving the devil is. No matter the reward that he gives them, his people on this earth, and he does reward them. He gives pleasures, he gives prestige, he gives fame, he gives power, you know, he gives so much. By the end of the day, he will, if they die in that sin, he has beaten up their heads. Immediately their body leaves, um, their spirit leaves the body. They go to a place that they could never have imagined that they have gone to. And he knows that. But they will never find out until their head is beaten off in their own end of this, like it happens to the uh, male spider that the black widow meets with. So the devil is the proverbial, typical black widow. And that's why I like God, because he always puts natural things to explain to us spiritual things. And that's the Holy Spirit giving me this analogy, because I've never thought about it that way. But that's exactly how the, 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 the devil is. He's like the black widow, black widow spider. So the Bible says we should be sober, we should be vigilant, because our adversary, the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Now, please let's note here that um, Paul did not say that he's a lion. He says like a roaring lion. In other words, a lion looking for his own prey, because that's how lions do. And if you watch all these um, National Geographic um, videos, is if you see the preparation that goes into the lion trying to get the prey, they don't. They don't they don't rush because most of the time they know that if they rush and they go they you know they start with the prey. In fact, most of the prey can even actually outrun the lion. That's the funny thing. And that shows how God always makes sure there's a balance in nature. So the lion has to creep very, very close, very close, and look for when they are distracted and they are not watching so that he can spring on them and catch them. 
Because if they get an inkling that is coming, there is no way the lion will catch them. He can't catch the deer, he can't catch the antelope. Most of them, he cannot catch them. So when he says he's seeking, he's seeking to catch you on our ways. It's not that he's so strong that he will overpower you even when you know. No. He needs to catch the one that is not sober. The one that is not vigilant. The one that is asleep. The one that has become entangled with the affairs of this life. The one that is trusting people that they should not trust. The one that is not vigilant. And we see uh, this spiritual vigilance is not just about praying, about it's about wisdom, discretion, knowledge. Because like I said, sometimes the messengers of Satan may be the people that you are supposed to trust. Maybe loved ones. And just like um, Jesus was, was sensitive enough to know when Peter was speaking by the unction of the devil, we also need to be sensitive. Whether it is the Peter in your life that is speaking. If you need to say, get thee behind me, Satan. Say it. Either physically or in your heart. Say it. And I'm speaking because of a very personal experience that I have just gone through. Let the devil know that he cannot use the people that are close to you to sow his seeds of destruction, whoever they may be. Just like Jesus made it clear. And again, exactly, just like in fact the Jesus analogy is very close. So he had to use, he tried, of course, to use the Pharisees and all of those other people who would attack him when he was when he was preaching. When he saw it was not working, he came closer to Peter, using Peter to try to negate what God had planned. And Jesus said, Get thee behind me, said Satan. Thou savorest not the things of God, but the things of men. In other words, it's your, your own agenda you are following. Because you want this world to go after the ways of men, the ways of things that are natural, that are not of me. So, be vigilant. Be vigilant in spirit, in soul, and in body. What I have seen is that the Holy Spirit will always warn us ahead of time and also warn us afterwards. Sometimes there are times when, like I said, we allow certain things and we didn't know. So sometimes we may we are not forewarned or we may not have understood. If I speak for myself, this happens to me. But when those things then happen, the Lord takes it as a teaching moment and then forewarns me for the future. And my rule at that time is to take that learning and be guided for the next attack because there will be another attempt. But I will guard myself well and know that for it next time i will not allow it please let us all remember and this is also a guidance to myself the thief comes the bible said it this was john chapter 10 verse 10 it says the thief comes only to do three things to steal to kill and to destroy anything that comes into your life any advice counsel seemingly friendly human being that you can see in your life constantly whenever they come to make a ministration in your life is a ministration of stealing killing and destroying either they steal your joy they kill your happiness want to subdue your spirits destroy your hope and your faith in life you don't need anybody to tell you you don't need to have a revelation from on high that person is an, a messenger of satan at that point in time that person has lent his or her heart and her mind and her words 
to the use of the enemy and if it is a consistent trait then you really need to seriously thinking think about exorcising that person from your life or building a war in such a way even if actually if you bind the spirit operating in that person that should be more than enough but you need to realize and that is what Jesus did Jesus did not say get thee behind me Peter he said get thee behind me Satan he addressed the spirit yes that is what you should do address the spirit so I also take this authority right now in the name of Jesus that spirit that has been sent to use those who are close to me to sow seeds of destruction death and denial of the grace and the presence of God in my life I bind you in the name of Jesus I recognize you for what you are a thief, a murderer and a liar and I say everything, every machination every lie every instrument of oppression everything that you hurled and you tried to sow in the garden of my heart yesterday I uproot it in the name of Jesus I curse it from the root and I curse you yourself and I bind you in the name of Jesus I, in the name of Jesus I say you do not have the right to sow anything in my space anymore it stops now and I lose the peace and the power of God upon garden of my heart for everything every tree that my heavenly father has not planted I uproot it in the soil of my heart right now in Jesus name and I ask that the balm of Gilead heal every sore, every wound and strengthen my heart once again I rely upon you Holy Spirit to help me to guard my heart the peace and the power of God upon me spirit soul and body and most especially I retain with me the air of vigilance in spirit and soul and body so that I can continue to walk according to that which you have ordained for me in Jesus name thank you father Lord God because I will give the enemy no place in my life in my heart and in my space help me to maintain all vigilance to be sober and vigilant so that I may have life and have it in abundance. I lean on you. I ask for your wisdom and for your strength. Teach me, O Lord. Lead me and I will follow. Give me your spirit of discretion. Let me know what I need to do at every point in time. And I will walk accordingly. Most importantly, Lord, may your name be ever glorified in my life. In everything that concerns me. In everything that concerns all that you have handed on to me and all who are connected to you through me in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted.